This is the Zorse Industries Podcast. Let me try something. We wish to try... Forget this. We come in peace on behalf of President Jefferson! Yeah! <laughs> oh, man. How, how are things out, out chicory way, man? Like, so how, how's life treating you? So, so good. good? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why do you say that? Just, I can't imagine <laughs> things being better, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're doing well. <laughs> I have to ask you, man, do you just have really long hair or are you cultivating a mullet? It's hard to tell with the hat. Yeah, a lot of people are wondering, is it a mullet? Because I've gone with this long hair hat combination. <laughs> but... uh no, with the recent events with Morgan Wallen, I'm proud to say I'm not on Team Mullet right now. I don't want to say he's given that haircut a bad name again, but he's certainly not helping the cause. Yes. I don't know who that is, nor do uh, I know what like you're talking a, about. He's like a pop country star that recently got caught on a uh, ring doorbell camera using some profanity that most of the world wishes he hadn't used, but... Don't worry what about it, because win. his record sales did go up 1,000% since he was caught using a racial <laughs> slur. So. Old pop culture. Oh, man. man. What a weird way to get canceled by a ring doorbell. Well, he got canceled in the in the way that his album sales went up 1,000%. <laughs> Profitable cancellation. Yeah. I don't think we share much of an audience with him. But it would be worth the try to get those podcast numbers. Just walk around to different ring doorbells and scream profanities. <laughs> yeah, just just let them fly and see if it helps yeah. your podcast take off. Look, I, I've been doing my best just on my own promoting the podcast by being reprehensible in public. But yeah, well, I'm here, yeah. s- sitting here on Instagram like an idiot, wondering why I can't figure it out. Little did I know, <laughs> you, you just have to scream the n word a bunch of times. Yeah, and that's people will come. You I've know? been going door to door. Are hoping people have ring cameras installed just yelling it in the middle of the night <laughs> trying to make you're my career like, take off you're just like i don't agree and i'm also confused we're white and i don't <laughs> i'll say i'm sorry i don't care <laughs> he was just sorry i'll profanities. be sorry everyone's gonna be sorry they'll forgive us they'll buy our record it's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he said the N-word and then was sorry. It sounds like a guy that I should be on board with. Yeah. Like, buy his record. <laughs> Listen, if all I have to do is cut the front half of my hair and go around and say the worst thing <laughs> I could possibly imagine saying, then I'll just... If that's going to get my numbers up, I guess that's what modern comedy... It's either that or dancing to obscure pop songs on TikTok. So you pick your poison at this point. You know? Yeah, I think oh, I'd, rather, I'd rather almost get canceled than yeah, do that. Fine. You know, I you don't gotta, know, man. The TikTok thing seems real easy. Real, real easy. I mean, all you got to do is like contour your cleavage and then figure out how to swing your hips back and forth. I'm going to double I, dip. I'm going to I'm gonna be <laughs> dancing down my neighborhood. <laughs> I'm gonna hook up, a, hook up a loudspeaker on my car, and I'm just I'm gonna be a real hot mess, as they say. Look, I don't approve of the things he's saying, but damn those hips! Yeah, like, <laughs> can't argue with that. He put out like a three-hour album or something, and people are still buying it. So I mean, it's <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, that's Wait. the type of marketing secrets they don't teach you in college. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's no spreadsheet for that. No. There's no spreadsheet for that. No. Let's go ahead that's... and see that printed in a textbook. <laughs> marketing magic just in the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. next we're going to be covering trend capitalization, and uh, we're going to be covering that for the next three semesters. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Giles, I know next to nothing about you. Where are you from? What What are your parents like? And also, uh, where do you get your hair not cut? How about I tell you? Mm. Okay. <laughs> How, How about, about I tell that? you? Yeah. How about that? A lot of people are confused because I moved to Cincinnati from Florida 
But I was down there for six years. I was there for grad school before that. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. So yes. you were not indeed a Florida man. No, I am actually a New Hampshire man, which is in many ways the Florida of New England. Yeah, it's, it <laughs> seems like all lateral moves. You're... It's, it's similar in a lot of ways, yes. Things have not improved, <laughs> summarize, but yes, I... I grew up in New Hampshire, and then I went to college in Massachusetts, and then I went straight from college in spring to grad school in uh, Florida. Then I hung out there for a few years, and then I made my way up to Sin City, Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, that is where our journey here began, and how lovely it has been. Oh, man. Yeah, just Mm -hmm. gracing us with your presence and then spending... It's great. The rest of the time in your house for yeah. eight months. I got yeah. to meet That's everyone, <laughs> hit a whole bunch of mics, had a nice six months, and then I've been locked inside for a year. So it's been a nice way to acclimate to a new city. You were <laughs> on the last show that Go Bananas had before it shut down yes. because of the pandemic. Yep, that, that was that is a badge of honor. Famously, my first you. time hosting a weekend <laughs> at an actual comedy club. <laughs> I thought good times ahead. <laughs> It's happening. <laughs> yep, I am making progress, and that was the second weekend of March of 2020. And <laughs> there you go. Yep, closing if you, her out. If you watch all of the videos that I recorded of myself that weekend, you'll see me opening each set with some lighthearted jokes about an ongoing pandemic, yep. and we laughed and had ourselves a good time. <laughs> And then they ripped every single surface out of that club, and it's still mostly uh, disassembled from what I've yeah, seen. Yeah, I was in there over the summer. It's uh, under construction yeah. pretty hard. It's great. Yep. Yep. You know, yep. whenever uh, society returns in whatever new form, that might be a place that you can stand in, and it has all walls and ceilings and floors, and that would be right. cool. One day. Or, one day we can we dream. we might be huddled over a garbage can fire there, just remembering the good old times while we're taking shelter from... That's what I suggested when we were doing the parking scavengers. lot. Yeah, when we were doing <laughs> the parking lot shows and it was getting real cold, I was like, let's just fire up some trash cans, see if we can squeeze a couple yeah. more weeks out here. <laughs> Huddle keep around, up. do some hobo riffs. It'll Just be great. Keep, keep everyone nice and toasty. We'll get some marshmallows. We'll turn it into a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be nice, but I don't know. It looks like uh, I'm seeing some rumblings that people are going to try to start doing stand-up in some capacity again in this area. So that's... Yeah. It's kind mm-hmm. of exciting. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah. I've uh I've been to a show here or there. Yep. I don't know how smart it is or how much I would recommend that, mm-hmm. but audiences yeah. um seem to enjoy it and maybe they'll survive. Maybe they'll survive it. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It got uh Pretty rough towards the end of 2020 when we were squeezing the last out of the outdoor shows. There was uh, yeah. <laughs> there was an evening where we decided we didn't want to do the open mic inside of the bar, so we decided to do it outside in uh, OTR Cincinnati, and that oh yeah, <laughs> that the hub just out in the street yeah, where... and uh, in all fairness, we were intruding on their space, but uh, you know there was a. <laughs> There is a group of residents of the area that were both interested in watching and participating in the show in various degrees. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, to their credit, it was us that was intruding on their space. So, (laughs) yeah, maybe. And they did yeah. reside on the street. If I mean, I it would understand. be as if someone walked into my living room and set up an open mic and decided to <laughs> use my space. Like, and uh, This is the area where I sell shoes that I found. There was <laughs> a very nice woman that was trying very, very hard to sell us shoes during the sets. And uh, <laughs> yep, she was trying to sell us our shoes. There's oh my god, none of them match, but both of these are 12s. Like, what do you want from me? She had some of them, some of them that she had. I was just like, you know, those those aren't the worst shoes I've seen, and, and, and that's where I got these shoes. I, I considered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, it was uh, that was getting a little. So that's kind of like 
you know, the taste that's left in my mouth in the form of stand-up comedy. So I don't know what it is, but for some reason, it's like I'm just not as enthused to have the doors open back up again. But maybe <laughs> yeah, my spirits just... will change. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a damper on the excitement of just yeah. screaming at people into a microphone. Yeah, yeah. I... Uh, I'm at the breaking point almost right now because I've just been locked in my house with my thoughts for another hundred days. And I am basically, yeah. I, I am basically uh, about to start painting the walls with my own blood here. I mean, it's... it's <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about that design choice. Uh, yeah. A of, <laughs> yeah, but then I... A little I re- bit of brains here behind me. It's just... a rental and I don't want to have to deal with the deposit. So, and the, yeah, I... <laughs> that deposit back yeah, I, I just went back to looking at my phone and the, you know it's it's a real cycle that we're in here yeah i was i was right on the verge and then i checked my lease and i'm not allowed to repaint yeah it's, it was in there they were pretty yep. strict about that i mean plus it's got to be hard to paint an entire apartment one pint at a time i mean yeah it's a slow going process you get halfway through it you decide oh i don't know why i started this in the first place yeah. but now i have to finish yeah and now i have to do a second coat because the the freaking beige underneath is bleeding mm-hmm. through it's all yep. bad it's yep. just all bad it's yeah but it's passion you know if if you believe it <laughs> if you love what you're doing you know you never spend a day at work as they say yeah. blood yeah. sweat and tears mostly mm-hmm. blood yeah well it's hard to sweat i've lost so much blood i'm actually not able to sweat anymore <laughs> it's, it's, they don't, they don't teach you that in college either. <laughs> There's a lot of things you learn in the real world, you know? Welcome to Dr. Chickering You, where mm-hmm. you're, you're going to take some classes that weren't on the syllabus. Yeah. I'm, I'm no, syllabuses are inside classes. It's the other way around. I Who could be certain at this point, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh boy! Yeah, how you guys yeah, it's doing? Dark. Here? It's dark. It's, it's yeah, long, you know, things are things are it. things are what they are. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've been talking to some people where it's it's almost worse now that there's an end in sight with the vaccine, and we're in a weird kind of limbo space. Mm-hmm. Like I could I could kind of make it where everything was just up in the air and it was a disaster. I'm like, oh, cool, yeah, chaos. That's awesome. Yeah, punk rock. Yeah, but now <laughs> and a little anarchy symbol. That's that's yeah, that's what yeah, I was painting on my walls in my own blood. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of those all over the place. Man, oh. yeah. that's that would be a cool like video game opener thing, like like an Ubisoft thing, except it's you blowing your brains out, and then you fall forward, and there's an anarchy. Sign that would be behind tight. you. Yep. Oh, yeah. that would be tight. I and like then it's that. Like Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three. <laughs> i'm here for that oh no yeah. you get we're good no we're fine i have no idea what you guys just said for the last like 15 seconds but i mean it's, it's cool it's, it's pretty much <laughs> yeah you can fill in the gaps this is the world we live in now this is podcasting there's uh there's latency to take into effect mm-hmm. there's lighting uh which i clearly don't know anything about i have a giant dome light right behind my head I love casting shadows. Yeah, it's yeah, the best. Yeah, yeah. I set up the ring light right behind the back of my head, so I look like uh, yeah, that's a what Madonna it's for, right? You get cover. that halo effect. Yeah, yeah. That, you're I, a Renaissance like painting the, uh, at that point. Witness <laughs> protection program lighting, where it's just my face is completely dark and my voice is three octaves deeper. Smart move. <laughs> that's how yeah. I like to podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, with the whole you know AI. Uh, Skynet, Terminator 3, etc. Yeah, you can't be too careful. <laughs> so that's a smart move on yeah. your part. Smart We're just move. trying to protect our identities for so the future. Future proofing uh, the podcast. Mm-hmm. This is this is a swap cast. And yeah. I listened to uh I'm not gonna lie, fifteen minutes of your podcast before we started recording, so I'm pretty I'm pretty savvy with You're it. You're a pretty big fan. <laughs> yeah. Well versed. Chickering magnet? What? Yeah, I'm a I'm a chickhead. Yeah, I'm a chickadee. Yep, that's all of the. I actually, I'm hoping all three of those things take off. Yeah, yeah, just, uh-huh. I'm just putting it out into the universe. That's yep. just different tiers on Patreon. That's all they are. Appreciate it. So, yeah, is the doc? Are you a self help podcast? Health and wellness? Is yeah. that the doctor part? Yeah. I'm here to help people. 
yeah, that's that's pretty much the goal. Is that that's the vibe I picked up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like there was some soul healing going on, and even here, just talking about mostly suicide and killing ourselves. Good. I feel like there's some wellness going on here too. Yeah, well, we keep it real. There's <laughs> 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 nothing better than that's... telling the truth, as they say. So that that's what's good. Oh yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. The oh worst thing God. in the world would be like a, a doctor who wasn't realistic about the realness of, uh, you know, just the possibility of escaping life entirely. It's like, yeah. look, I'll keep you alive if you want it, but do you? Yeah. People, <laughs> people have described my podcast as Kevorkian. That's what they're usually thinking. <laughs> they think, oh, he's a doctor. This guy's a doctor. That's why the show is this this way. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that approach that Dr. Kevorkian took it where he's like, look, I learned all this stuff about keeping people alive, but do we really have to? Right. Like maybe we're going the long way around with all this doctor it's, stuff. Yep. It's same same approach as Picasso. He was actually very good at painting landscapes and fruit, but then he was like, "Why would I keep doing this?" And then, of course, you know, yeah. rise, rise yeah. of cubism, et cetera, et cetera. It's not foreign territory <laughs> for us to describe art history we're on this show. Writing the whole doctor book. It's mm-hmm. like let's go the other way. Let's learn the Correct. fastest way to get these people out of the hospital. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Insurance Path of least resistance. The- <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Giles, uh, w- w- so what were your parents like growing up? Because that's something that I always find very interesting when it comes to psychopaths that try and be funny in front of people on purpose. Well, let me tell you uh, something. J- yeah? <laughs> I had two of them. <laughs> Oh okay. boy! So lucky. I so lucky. And uh, they raised me. Uh, mother and father, standard. Okay. Okay. Standard, yeah, yeah. Common. They both worked, and I watched an enormous amount of TV, and that is mostly what I credit uh, my entire life towards being <laughs> is uh, watching a pathological amount of television for the first twenty-five years of my life. So I would wow. credit I a lot of that. that. A lot of yeah. a lot of VHS on rotation. A lot of uh, mid '90s comedies played back to back over and over again. Big Farley household over and gotcha. over again. Mm-hmm. Okay, the standards. Yeah, the uh, Big Wayne's World situation going on there. Uh, <laughs> Jurassic Park switching on and off, just kind of break up the monotony every once in a while. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I yeah. smell what you're stepping in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Were your parents funny? I guess. I mean, they didn't uh, <laughs> do sets or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really know them that well, but... We didn't seriously. really hang out that much. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, like, I'm too close to it. I have had people that are like new to my household be like, you guys are funny, but no, I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> Right, that's just Thursday to you. I mean, yeah. Like we were a si- constant sitcom watching, like television is on when we are in the house type family. So I mean, really, it was whatever the fine folks at NBC and Fox were really cranking out at that point in their heyday. In my gotcha. opinion, that was a big part of the culture inside of the Chickering household. Word. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, back when things were simple and good, and you had one corporate executive decide what it is that everyone likes. <laughs> you don't have all these people coming up trying to create what they like, and then hope that there's uh, an overlap. Yeah. No, one Just guy, one one white man saying this is TV. One <laughs> former tobacco executive that got this job through nepotism. He decides what commercials you're going to be watching. Yeah. That was back when the world was good. <laughs> he had a fistful of scotch, and the other hand had nothing but focus group paperwork. Exactly. And he was ready to make decisions. <laughs> yeah. You know, back when the world was simple. And uh, yeah, that that was the major thing that warped my entire brain for uh, my whole life. So that was good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I was a big adult swim person. We didn't have cable for a lot of my childhood so it was like arthur pbs a lot of that and then just straight to like invader zim and grim adventures of billy and mandy 
Yeah, see, oh I, when those were taking off with uh, peers at my age, I was just like, what do you mean you guys haven't seen Black Sheep 30 times? <laughs> it's like, you're, you're 11 years old, and you're going to tell me you haven't seen Wayne's World 2 and have an opinion about where that falls relative to Wayne's World 1? <laughs> like, you haven't written a dissertation on the Spade Farley yeah Opus. right it's just like yeah go watch your cartoons children right. <laughs> like, yeah. i'm learning karate from beverly hills ninja Except, jumps. <laughs> I, there was a period of my life where i really thought that was happening so yes <laughs> yeah yes. yep yeah uh hyper conservative household i didn't watch anything that didn't come from the uh like focused christian movie network we got vhs movies in the mail if that that had happened to me i would probably be like probably be like an elected official and i would think very differently of the entire world (laughs) than i do right now like When I look back at some of perhaps the negative impacts of the sedentary lifestyle of watching three movies a day, five days a week, I, th- <laughs> I realize where my mind would have wandered elsewhere, elsewise, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't imagine it being good. <laughs> No. What do you okay? No, I, what yeah. exactly do you mean by that? Like I don't know. when I'm you, left it, to my own devices, good. I tend to get creative in ways that aren't necessarily productive. So it's usually just <laughs> it's better that I keep myself entertained in some way, you know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Use TV as a sedative for your negative uh, you know, patterns of behavior. Through much of my young life, yes. It was yeah, great. Okay. And then, uh, gotcha. and then finally I turned 25 and I uh, started doing open mics and then that opened a whole new world of uh, wasting time. Debauchery. Just, <laughs> just, instead of watching people embarrass themselves through a television, I got to go stand in the back of a room and watch them do that in real life. And boy, if that didn't <laughs> <laughs> completely change my entire life, you know, I got so- to do it. Yeah, you you just went from watching TV for twenty five full years and stepped into an open mic bar, and you're like, okay, and this is real life. Kind of. I mean, the lines sure have been blurred. <laughs> when I'm watching someone on stage, I certainly don't feel any different than when I'm watching TV, and I certainly don't react any <laughs> any differently. <laughs> you know, I I don't hold anything back when I. <laughs> When I see something I do or don't like, it's just now there are people around me for me to share my opinion with, and that's that's just been great. But yeah, but yeah, that was actually uh, five years ago. Last week was when I went to the first open mic. Oh, happy birthday! I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, technically I took a year off, I guess, because of the uh, whole thing. We, we don't have to talk about the dark times. <laughs> <laughs> Where was your first open mic at? It was in the back of a burlesque bar in Gainesville, Florida. That's interesting. Uh, obviously closed months later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's called the uh, Market Street Pub, and that was uh, run on Tuesday nights. And that was the only oh. open mic for like a year. Or it was the only one that stayed alive for more than a few weeks. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. so it was the only one around you. You didn't like look at a list of mics and be like, burlesque I, bar, that no, sounds I, like my jam. Yeah, like I, I could drive an hour and a half to Jacksonville, Florida and go to worse mics if I <laughs> gotcha. f- felt okay. so inclined, but I never got so tempted as to do it. Or I could go to Orlando yeah. and drive two and a half hours each way and... Uh, also go to worse mics so it's, yeah uh, sounds tempting i mean oh yeah that's yeah. less bar mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that was uh that was run by the same producer that had been running a tuesday mic for like years and years and she still does that and uh continued building that up there was one point for several years where that tuesday show was outside at a bar in gainesville and would regularly draw like 20 to 30 comics, but then it would also draw 20 to 30 to 50 audience members to come and watch an open mic. So that really, was, I realized at the time I was like, this doesn't seem very common. 
And then, nice. I, <laughs> and then I did like a road trip around the U.S. and hit open mics. And then I went to different cities and I was like, yes, this is extremely uncommon. So it was like, <laughs> a, why did I leave? Was, <laughs> he, he, good luck pulling 50 people to a bar show doing virtually anything else that doesn't involve uh, like a major celebrity on it. But yeah, it was, uh, it was very cool. And it was at like a very... Uh, just like even tempered bar so it was it was an extremely supportive environment which was great for people that are starting out and uh yeah, yeah. that was cool you remember how your first set went there yeah so last were there 50 people out no there were not at that show that wasn't until <laughs> two bars later uh, gotcha. yeah <laughs> no at that show i recorded a video of it because <laughs> I was like, I'm probably yeah. going to want to document this experience. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I did not have the strength to watch it for five full years. And then I pulled that up last week for the first time. <laughs> and Really? Yep. And it's only a three-minute set, and I wanted to pull my face off from my skull. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, yes. Because yeah. I remember, like, I didn't... People laughed, and it went okay so it wasn't like if it hadn't gone well at all i would have just never done stand-up again and again i would either be still watching that amount of tv or i would be like uh i don't know would have gotten really into darts or something like just some obscure <laughs> uh, i would build like high performance golf carts and i would be like fifty thousand dollars invested into that and you guys yeah <laughs> Or do lawnmower yeah. racing or yeah, something. Yeah, it, 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 it would have just been something insane that I would have spent my time. That would not have been productive. So. It's not too late. That does sound really no, cool. I'm, I, still, <laughs> when the weather warms up again, we'll see what my weekends look like. But yeah. Yeah, if this pandemic keeps shut, yeah. stuff shut down and you can drive high-performance golf carts around. Yeah, I'll probably check craigslist after this to see what my options are see if i can you know, <laughs> get a shop set up here uh but yeah that's uh i watched the first set for the first time last weekend and i was just like i was like damn that i should should have stopped maybe <laughs> but i did not oh and, man. Uh, yeah i just kept doing that and then just kept doing it more and more and then i did it so much that finally they let me host a club and then the entire world shut down so that's what that's what you get oh beginning <laughs> to end yeah <laughs> yep the end <laughs> yeah oh man yeah. What have you been doing with all of your... I mean, are you working from home? Are you still going to work? Like, how much time are yeah. you actually having to fill during the day right now? Yeah, the, I have kept employed the entire time, which has been great. Uh, Hell yeah. I work primarily in a lab, and you can't really do that from home. So for the first couple of weeks, I was just here, like, kind of catching up on different work that i had kind of been avoiding and doing like optional trainings and a bunch of stuff like that then may hit and i was just i was supposed to be reading papers all day but really what i was doing was just looking at my phone and getting pissed off for like four hours a day <laughs> <laughs> i carried that probably may through july <laughs> august <laughs> I was sitting here and my computer was open and uh, <laughs> I was sitting at a desk in front of my computer eight hours a day, but uh, I was my main occupancy during the day was uh, just getting pissed off at my phone. <laughs> yeah. Then the, I, uh, yeah. I work from home a good bit and yeah. it just, it went downhill quick. It turned into, it started with me getting work done and yeah. it turned into me you know, at my parents' place with my laptop open, moving the mouse every five seconds while Platoon was playing on Netflix. And my yeah. dad walks downstairs and yeah. is like, Platoon at eight in the morning, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's a good flick. <laughs> I watched The Sopranos for the first time. And I did oh, that. Yeah. I did that like on early. Rewatch. Yeah, I had never seen it. So I... I started that at like the end of March because it was just like, yeah, I'll watch you know a couple episodes of this and then they'll probably open the office back up. And uh, <laughs> I, wa I watched The Sopranos in 21 days, 
which if you do the math, that's uh, 84 hours of television in 21 days. (laughs) (laughs) Holy Which is... uh, Not not really light watching either. No, that's... that's, uh, Very dense. Very dark. That's a part... I... It's funny because, like, I don't know how much influence was... Like, oh, this is a pandemic and this is going to be here for a while versus, like, me just watching people murder each other for <laughs> four or five hours a day for three weeks straight. I was a different did, person at the end of yeah, that. Yeah, did that affect you? Oh, you definitely. Like, you, you start keeping ducks and talking to a therapist. <laughs> no, I just started April and I was just like, man, I sure hope I don't have to kill anyone today. <laughs> oh, man. Unfortunately, I didn't because I didn't interact with anyone. But yeah, it was... <laughs> It was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty good start. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then after yeah. that, uh, you know, eventually the mics opened back up and that was okay for a while. And then, then we uh, locked ourselves back it, inside. It was good seeing you at the parking lot shows at Go Bananas for a while. Dude, it was that amazing. Was, that was a ton of fun. I spent so much of my uh, so much of my time before stand-up was spent uh, <laughs> sitting in, inside watching tv not talking to people and i didn't realize how much i had changed i didn't realize i enjoyed uh, communicating with people face to face changed my whole changed my whole perspective on shit. say what you will about stand-up but yeah. i discovered empathy with it i'm getting close i'm getting close <laughs> starting to realize there may be value in human connection i don't know what it is <laughs> yeah stand up where we avert school shootings all all sorts of stuff it's a good yeah there's every high school should have a stand-up club for all the all the real dangerous kids to get together and try to have some lols yeah probably solve Let a those lot of problems people collaborate uh, i mean i think me not doing stand-up in high school would be worth a school shooting or two, I think. So maybe <laughs> let's not go down that road. <laughs> Just to avoid the trouble? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I uh, Like, I had started writing bits I thought might work when I was, like, a freshman in college. And I have I had an yep. episode with uh, Josh O'Neill, who grew up in the same place that I went to college. And we got to talk a little bit about, like, what his experience was doing stand-up there. And ultimately, I am very glad that I never started at that point in that area but uh looking back i think 25 was an appropriate age to uh start doing this yeah, yeah. sometimes i do wish i would have started like at a dave Chappelle age but i looking back i was just like such like a, a sad unaware person that i'm like what would even I, uh, I would probably get run out of the scene. <laughs> like, I, oh, guaranteed. I, I watched my video worst. from five years ago, and that was an, that was eye opening enough for me to realize, like, <laughs> maybe I should have no tried. Further. Maybe I should have waited another year. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, start at thirty five. That that would be <laughs> might as well. Yeah, just Lewis Black the situation. Just. <laughs> <laughs> It would have literally just been me on stage just being like, have you guys seen uh, Austin Powers 3? <laughs> it, would just, it would just be my take on movies that came out nine years prior. <laughs> uh, there is something about like really old, just like obscure movie references that I that I love in stand-up. Like, yeah a, a good mighty joe young reference will <laughs> get me every time <laughs> like, yeah there doesn't even need to be a joke uh, just the fact that i thought about that for the first time in three years that's yeah. enough good job <laughs> yeah yeah but in the absence of uh stand-up opportunities obviously we've switched back to our wonderful web-based podcasts as we're doing right here which i think it's been great (laughs) you guys started yours in the midst of the pandemic right oh yeah Yeah. uh we've been doing have we done any in-person recordings at all uh a couple 
probably ill No, the right answer is no. We've been completely safe yeah, no, the entire we've been time. Very far I mean, away from each other. No. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just uh just to clarify, your show is called How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, right? Yes. See, he can say yeah. it, Luke. Uh, Why yeah. can't you? And it, this is a this is a Kubrick reference. Is that this what's going on? Yeah, yeah. That that was okay. the reference. Okay, and, uh, I I had to look it up, but I feel like I'm feel like I'm getting it now. Yes, it's working. Yeah, yeah I, I'm really. It's to uh, I'm plugging Kubrick here. I'm doing him a real solid, and I'm getting people onto his shit. Meanwhile, and that was the goal. It has, it has effectively nothing to do with movies or Kubrick. <laughs> I don't. I started. Yes. I I drove down and back to Florida uh, two weeks ago, and uh, I kept seeing your posts, and I was finally just like, "Hey, I haven't uh, talked to anyone. Let me put on their voices and pretend like uh, I'm interacting <laughs> with the comedians that." I used to spend a lot of time with. So I started at like the, I started at like the most recent and went back. I haven't heard any Kubrick references yet. Uh, it's really a one-way kind of. Yeah. I don't want to say it's just the reference. It's the one yeah. word. Is the single connecting fiber. Did, did um, you ever consider just calling it the bomb? <laughs> I really didn't consider calling it anything else. All right, good. It's just, go with your. There was there was a very short yeah, brainstorming session. I don't know uh, if you Luke would even call it a brainstorm. And... It's just no. You pitched the title, and I went, "That's fucking yep. genius!" And we never That's looked back. That's the enthusiasm back. that you need to succeed in this business. So yes, I think it's just yeah. never say no. Is yeah, the, is there the is, answer? Yep. <laughs> there is. Uh, <laughs> There is no easy way to abbreviate that title. That is that is a real no, no. <laughs> real real pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, we just like to shoot ourselves in the foot on day it, one, you know, like from the starting line. Let's just handicap I ourselves. I think it's good. I think it's good. I uh I named my show it's stupid title because I uh, I started it like a month after I finished my PhD and I was unemployed and I thought it would be like funny and ironic if the only place that I use my title of doctor <laughs> <laughs> was in a podcast that I was certain nearly certain would not be successful and three years and 160 episodes later I'm pretty much right, and uh, <laughs> yeah. well, I did. I did want to mention that we do have two doctors on the podcast what? because I sent twenty dollars to the Universal Life Church. Oh, <laughs> way back when, and yeah. they sent me a pretty comprehensive leaflet on metaphysics and a degree. Okay, <laughs> so I am a doctor of metaphysics from a non-accredited um, organization. Dude, that was a smart move on your part. I did it the hard way. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was twenty dollars, but I uh, I share yeah. my my um. My alma mater uh, has a uh, Doctor uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Oh. He got his for free. Oh, um, well, of course. Basically, anyone who wants to send in twenty dollars, you know, you just check right. the box that you want your degree in, and they <laughs> trust that you read two or three pages of yeah. just it, <laughs> comprehensive information they send you. So, wow, that's yeah. uh, that's a pretty good company to be in. I think uh, one of the most famous people that. <laughs> graduated from uf was uh international swimming bad boy ryan lochte oh yeah that's good <laughs> company yeah <laughs> yep. it, it is i heard he robbed that convenience store and he's like that's a uf boy tried and true right there. probably <laughs> yeah he's pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm glad to be associated with him it's nice <laughs> Him and Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> two pretty good things. Who's done more for sports? <laughs> really? <In> That's, that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Well, Giles, the re—I mean, on on our side yeah. of things, you know, we have we do have a specific gambit that we're yeah. after here. Uh, so when when we, you know, initially Luke talked to you about doing the whole swap cast thing, you know, I'm sure yeah, he told I, you what our stuff was about. I had a comprehensive rundown of what we were doing here, what we were yeah. trying to get done. As I had mentioned, I had uh, binged quite a few episodes just sitting on 75, just just blasting that's sound. right i, I yeah. i'm I, i'm so sorry i sorry, already forgot the, the fact that only, you did your homework i'm <laughs> <laughs> in it now yeah. yeah you came on here well aware yeah. of the standards that we we put yeah. our guests to yeah if you if you guys <laughs> ever do consider renaming your shell you might want to try calling it uh top chris seamer because <laughs> i don't i, I don't think <laughs> I don't foresee anyone beating a story where they got booed off stage by 5,000 Cat Williams fans. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is oh, truly shit. insane. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a separate podcast called Top Chris Seamer, though. That's the problem. And we just talk about fucking Chris Seamer in the ass. Yeah, from behind. So that's, that's a yeah. big... That sucks because now you've That's already a problem. Yeah, yeah, it started yeah. years before this podcast. Yeah, but... lots of source material there with with yeah. topping Chris Seamer. Yeah, um, yeah, many different <laughs> angles and avenues to pick apart with that a deep dive. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, we're up to three hundred episodes, and uh... <laughs> damn, that is impressive. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Zach Schonkweiler did the art for that one too. So shout out to him. Man. He was inspired. He sent us just a book of very risque drawings featuring Chris Seamer, multiple men, other single men. It's uh, just all like beach boardwalk caricatures and it's all this <laughs> cloud he's in got the a ass. hot dog and he's surfing yeah <laughs> just a hang loose symbol <laughs> man I, I can't wait to see that guy again <laughs> oh well, shit I'll send you the yep. drawings and you can you, you can see him there yeah yeah i'd like to see that please (laughs) (laughs) oh so do you have a story that tops chris seamer when i was listening to the episodes i was trying to rack my brain because like no one can top that no no one (laughs) in in all of stand-up although i'm sure there's probably like an entire community of people that have tried to open for cat williams and had it not work out that would actually be the real podcast that i would want to listen to <laughs> people, people that got their fucking people. ass handed to them in front of cat williams because i'm sure chris is not the only person that's happened to yeah that support <laughs> yeah. group yeah yeah dude that <sighs> but i like i was trying to i've certainly never had an opportunity like that there's even been a margin of error but i was trying to go through and i was trying to think of like what like the worst that has happened to me and i haven't had any type of show where it's first of all i haven't had a show where it's been like this is an opportunity (laughs) like like, period like even in my most grand illusions i've just been like oh yeah like i definitely want to do well on this show maybe that'll (laughs) get me somewhere else i've never been like this is it (laughs) i don't know so i went through i tried to what i did find was the first thing that i really considered a bomb and i actually was able to find the video this morning in my mind at the time i thought that i thought i went on stage and told one joke and people kind of laughed and then i just stood up there and suffocated for the next five minutes on the (laughs) rewatch Not that bad. <laughs> but, uh, it's it's kind of like a like one percent of Seamer's story, where it was like one of I was about a year into stand up. Okay, and this was one of the first 
non-open mics that I was invited to perform on. So I was like, it's like a year in at this point and it was in Gainesville at a venue there called the high dive, which has been in Gainesville forever, but it's had like 30 different names. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was this dude from Atlanta named plug Chapman. And like, that's a fun name. Yeah. Yeah. His (laughs) name is Chapman. Plug. Yeah. And I guess that's like his stage name. And at that point he had, uh, he had done like a mini special for like a Kevin Hart spinoff project. And he had done like something obscure with comedy central and he like won a few contests or something. So he was like an established comedian in Atlanta that I don't know if like comedy was his full-time thing or what, but he was coming down and he was bringing a couple dudes and then they wanted some local openers. So like at that point in Gainesville, Florida, there was one open mic that met once a week. I had gone to almost all of those for a year. So by right. that point, by that point I was a premier comedian in Gainesville, Florida. Really <laughs> really torching the stage, just going in there and yeah. lighting things up. And uh I think at that point I was I was really like, oh yeah, like this is like a book show. Like I do want to go, want this to go well. So I pulled my best five minutes, which at that point was stuff that I had done like three or four times. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and one open mic. How many times can you repeat jokes thought, well, to like, really perfect them? I did for the first year that I did stand up. I was so obsessed with it that I wrote five new minutes every week. Because, like, I, I had seven days in between open mics. Like, yeah. Right, five, plenty of time. <laughs> five minutes of humorous thoughts had occurred to me at that point in a full week between. Yeah. So, like, I would just go up and do things usually once and then kind of catalog in my head, like, uh, yeah, that kind of worked, I guess. Maybe at some point in the future when I'm not doing stand-up to the same ten people, uh, <laughs> right. I, I can try that again. So I came into that. I was just like, all right, I, to my knowledge, this is the most successful five minutes that I have. And, uh, it was on a Wednesday night and I drove there and then I sat in my car in the parking lot for 10 full minutes because it was raining as hard as it possibly could without it being like a category three hurricane. It was Jesus. It was just a sheet of water. And I was just like, no one is going to leave their homes to come here on Wednesday (laughs) night to see this man that is hard to find on the internet, even though he's like a working comic, but (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Eventually I worked myself up and got out of my car and then walked the 15 feet into the venue. And, uh, the open mics that I had been doing for that entire year were to like the same 25 to 30 year old, like downtown Gainesville, like either college student looking type people, or just kind of like local, mostly white dudes that were pretty much exclusively interested in the same movies I was watching, or like they were into like anime or memes or something. I don't know. These were largely internet guys that were. Yeah, not a typical comedy audience. They kind of looked like me, and it was pretty easy (laughs) to perform to them. And so that was the. That was pretty much my entire experience of comedy. It was, let me perform to people that pretty much had the same experience to me. And I walk into this room, and it turns out that Plug Chapman's audience has a solid core of, like, husky African-American women that (laughs) that (laughs) did not seem to have a lot of overlap with me. I swear to God, like, I looked out into the crowd, and it was, like, three quarters, like plus size black women that were like <laughs> very well done up for a night on the town. And I was like, I think this could be an issue. <laughs> and at that point, even today, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I could say that would like relate <laughs> to, to people that have 0% of life in common <laughs> with me. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to imagine yeah the opposite demographic of you and i yeah. can't do much better than just plus size black women right <laughs> like and like they were out to see this dude plug chapman who like i i don't know where he had garnered an audience or something but i mean there were maybe like 15 people or so when the show started that it showed up uh that were there to see him so plug brought uh, a host and two other dudes 
And the host's name was Terry King. And I remember that because I just watched the video. And <laughs> Terry was like, what's up? My name is Terry King. You can see it on my shirt. And he was wearing a shirt that had his full torso and face <laughs> printed the entire <laughs> length of it. And then it, sa- it said Terry King in cursive font <laughs> across the bottom of it. Oh, Terry looked exactly like you know the rapper T.I.? I'm yeah. familiar. Yeah, he looked and sounded exactly like 25-year-old T.I., just like <laughs> just like this beautiful man that was extremely charismatic, went up, first thing he did, pointed out the fact that his face and name was on his shirt, asked them to turn the lights up, did three minutes of crowd work, pointing to the women in the crowd, saying which ones he was going to have sex with in a car before he left the venue that night. <laughs> to, That's pretty good. To pretty thunderous good. laughter. <laughs> like, crushing. Crushing, saying he's going to have sex with Fucking all the women way. in the crowd. Oh, my God. Absolutely crushing. And he goes, all right, first up is a local favorite, Giles. And then he... he he had them start clapping and then they immediately stopped when he stopped and he goes, you need to stop. You need to clap more. And then he starts clapping. Oh no. And then, and then I arrived <laughs> and I was wearing a camo windbreaker and a saves the day t-shirt. <laughs> and, nice. Uh, yep. And, uh, I got one joke off in the beginning where it's just like, man, it's cool. Cause once I get off the stage, no one's going to be able to recognize me in the crowd. And, <laughs> And that actually worked. And then in my brain, as it was happening, it was dead silence for the next four and a half minutes. And uh, it was the worst experience in my life. Uh, (laughs) On the rewatch of the video, I was like, oh, this is like a four out of (laughs) ten. Which isn't passing. It's it's not not a zero. It's a failure. It is, is of course, a failure. And... uh, the laughter dissipated throughout the set, and then I closed to almost complete silence. And I was like, all right, thank you. Nice. <laughs> so that was what? the first time I really ate shit. And then there was... What was some of the like, other mate- material is, that didn't work? Like, what type of jokes were not hitting? <laughs> I had done a bit a few weeks earlier about the place i went to college which is a city called worcester mass and i had done that bit twice to people in gainesville and they like like it crushed both times it was true stories which 99 percent of the things i say on stage especially now are just complete fabrications i Every yeah, time, yeah. Every time you I have, have that style of like, I'm starting a business in this ridiculous thing. Right. And, and it's just <laughs> things that couldn't possibly be real. But I, and maybe it all stems from this. But I, 90% of the time where I try to tell a story that's even based in fact, I don't know what it is. People are just like, I, I don't care. <laughs> you walked off stage and you're like i'm never being honest about my right. real life ever again i think that honestly <laughs> that probably happened at that point I, th- I think i learned my lesson but it was just like true stories about like and this really happened worcester mass is like this beat down industrial city that was really popping off in like the late 1800s and then okay it has just fallen to shit since then like imagine if detroit just never had an auto industry it's just it's just like a bunch of like wool mills that have just sat vacant for a hundred years oh god yeah and that's where josh is from you should talk to him sometime about it look Uh, josh has been on our ass about getting on the podcast well whenever he stops making garfield tiktoks and getting three billion followers (laughs) maybe you guys can get his attention yeah, once he yeah. starts reaching out to bigger names to yeah. try and get on the podcast, yeah. then maybe we'll consider him. Yeah. Yeah, once he can build that network. <laughs> yeah, like there was a story from when I was in school there where like uh I had a roommate and she was working on a group project with a couple people and then they were like wrapped up and it had gotten dark and then one of the girls in the group was like, "All right, I'll see you guys later. I'm walking home." And she pulled a hammer out of her backpack. The hell? And they're all just like, what are, you, what are you doing with that? And she goes, oh, I just walk with this. So, you know, people don't mess with me. And that's what... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, because it's just... 
a shitty area where people got robbed. So, like, oh my god! Yeah, like there's a girl my backup just, for when I forget mace. No, <laughs> she didn't have mace. She just walked around the streets with a fucking hammer in her hand, and like that was that wasn't uh, that weird. There was this. Uh, we kept getting these emails at one point because there was a serial thief that kept stealing bicycles. But he was easy to identify because he kept stealing d- bicycles while dressed fully as a clown. <laughs> like, like, full clown outfit and makeup going around stealing hoffies and shit. <laughs> and then, like, I, was wor- I had a coworker in a lab. And he came in one day. And he's just like, dude, me and two friends were trying to walk home yesterday. And this drunk guy came up to us on a bicycle and he goes, all right, hand it over. And we're like, what? He goes, give me, give me your stuff. And then it was like three 20 year old dudes against one drunk guy on a bicycle. And they just go, no. And he goes, he goes, all right. And then he just tried to pedal away and fell over on the bike. And like you guys are liking those stories and laughing, the crowd but, uh, at the Plug Chapman show did not. <laughs> they no. just, I guess that was just like normal to them. They're just like, yeah, I don't. That's not a very interesting story. So, <laughs> oh, you know, clown guy too, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. We had a clown guy. It's not not that big of a deal. So yeah, yeah like I told the final story and everyone's like, huh? And I was like, all right, thank you. <laughs> and then. Uh, there's some, I think there was another local person that did like whatever. And then Plug brought one white guy and one black guy with him. And the white guy had a huge beard and he was wearing like a uh, Jason from Friday the 13th t-shirt. Cool. And I was, yeah. And I was, I was just like, think if I struggled, <laughs> good luck to this guy. <laughs> and uh, that dude did 15 minutes about growing up in a trailer park and crushed as hard as I'd ever seen a, a comedian <laughs> crush on stage. <laughs> like, ripped the place apart. And I was just like, oh, oh no, it's just me. <laughs> yeah. The rest oh. of the show was great. It was a ticketed event, and I know I did not get paid, which I think seemed fair. I felt like I may have owed someone <laughs> some money at the end of the show. <laughs> I hate shows where like you bomb and you're like, you know, I'm not even going to ask about getting paid. I don't deserve it. No, <laughs> no. At that point, I was quite certain I did not. And uh, <laughs> and they agreed. And then uh, that was the end of that adventure. But yeah, that was that was the first time I really died on stage. And I haven't had anything that's been much more impressive than that since then. Just because, like I said, I... <laughs> Anytime there's been more than 10 people in a room, I've been able to do okay. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a real wild ride so far. Can't wait to get back to it, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or maybe never and we'll all become TikTok stars. I've considered that. I've been like, oh, yeah, I could just not do this again. But then <laughs> as we've discussed, it's just like, okay, well, what obscure hobby am I going to blow <laughs> A lot of money and time on. I already tried to do a clothing company. That didn't work out. So, I mean, that led me to. (laughs) I tried that. That was the entirety of college. And that couldn't have cost more or been less successful. So, I mean, at this point, I figured I had to move to something that takes more time and you're less likely to succeed in. So, I think after this, the only logical move is like chess champion or something at this point. The only thing that I couldn't possibly... (laughs) Couldn't What's possibly make work. <laughs> more obscure and less marketable. Let's yeah. follow that road. <laughs> exactly. Because it was if it was anything anything dumber, like if it were like, oh yeah, I want to be a hula hoop champion, like I would, you know, get thirty million followers across every platform. It would just be me hula hooping. It needs exactly. to be something so boring that no one cares about. Yeah. That's- I'm gonna breed geckos. It's just something no one keeps as a pet. Luke, have you ever you, seen a gecko fuck? Like yeah. it's, it's worth watching. Let me tell you. Oh, you think boy. that wouldn't work? You think that wouldn't work? But then you become the gecko king, and then you get a Netflix series, and it's just, there's some things that you just can't help but be successful at. But stand up, yeah. fortunately, you can burn a lot of time, and it is never gonna work. And it's it's good. And that's why I love it, dude. 
Yeah, I, I love the fact it always feels like you're tricking people into watching it. That's that's what you want. <laughs> yes. Yep. Oh my god. I yeah. mean, we joked about that, but our our first move after not being able to do stand up was to start a podcast. So we're yep. already going downhill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, after this, it's going to be self published audiobooks. and then from the- <laughs> and then then we're gonna then we're just gonna start <laughs> just just handwriting <laughs> our own novels and see if we can get those to take off <laughs> yeah, just mailing them out yep 14 notebook paper pages at a time <laughs> random addresses exactly and that's that's the winner's attitude and that's why i think we're all gonna make it guys and that's that's what's great about this yeah that's the thing about this industry it's if you put the time in everyone makes it Yes, it yep. is a fair and just business. <laughs> <laughs> Every single person you've ever seed, seen succeed in this did so for the right reasons. It was based on talent yes. and merit and had nothing else to do with anything. <laughs> it's never a fluke and it's never <laughs> never because of any dealings that seem... Uh, Less than above board. <laughs> and that, I came into this with feeling pretty good. I was I was playing some Spider Man. I was tracking down yep. backpacks, uh-huh. and I think I'm gonna leave just depressed and downtrodden. You know, and I think that's the Doctor Giles Chickering wellness <laughs> promise. <laughs> You're not the first person to mention that. <laughs> I thought. I, saw, I had a coworker visit like a year and a half ago and about 15 minutes into her conversation. She was like, wow, I forgot how exhausting it is to. <laughs> she, she was just like, wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I have, imagine just having this in your head 24 hours a day. <laughs> Imagine just being locked in a house and this is the only narrative you have. It's good. What I'm saying is what I'm saying is I'm having fun here. I'm looking forward to comedy coming back in a lot of different capacities. I can't wait to see how much better it's gonna get. Yeah. You know? No no, like comedy in general. I can't wait to see how much better it's gotten now that everyone's been not doing it for a year. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna show up. There are going to be people that want to see it. Everyone's going to be good at it. (laughs) I think one of my major gripes about open mic comedy, where it wasn't dark enough. No. We didn't have enough depression. We didn't have enough, like, introversion, just staring deep into the black pit of our souls and thinking about what really makes us tick. Let me so take I'm you, looking forward to a lot of that. Let me take you to a little place called Florida, and we'll hit some mics. <laughs> and you'll see how dark it can really get. <laughs> come, come here on the Dr. Giles Chickering tour boat of just yep. broken people. Yep. And we're going to head down Florida ways. <laughs> It'll be nice. It'll be a good time. It's the Dr. Giles Chickering airboat frozen <laughs> oh my yeah. god yeah all right i yeah. am how do we bring this train into the station we're doing two shows on the same i don't know what, what how do what happens now well i don't I, even I mean, know what just happened yeah. <laughs> yeah. well if you feel like that then we've pretty much wrapped up my version of the show <laughs> And, uh, we hit all my bubbles. If you're confused, yeah. yep. <laughs> I told my bomb story. I think we got that out of the. I, like I'm feeling like I, I think all the boxes are ticked, this. man. Yeah, I feel like we crushed it. <laughs> uh, Want to thank you guys for oh, having shit. me on here, doing a nice little swap cast. I think this is going to be exactly what both of us need to propel our respective shows into the stratosphere yeah i see skyrocketed what what listeners we have i see them hearing this and then just all of them jumping ship and joining your <laughs> podcast probably dude yeah i, I got think, a lot of 
I think we just lost our. Po- I think we turned our podcast over to your hands, and we can stop after this. We can yeah. just call it a day. We yeah. can do it. So you know, next Sunday, just send yeah. Luke some audio. He'll get it uploaded to Urban Artifact. Um, okay. We'll just seamlessly transfer you into our position there. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get that hooked up. We'll do a merger, and it'll be fine. Well, I'll get the paperwork ready. You bought us out. For yeah. the cost of zero dollars and yeah. a minute and eight, oh, an hour and eight minutes. Just yeah. Okay, dude. I think we got a good bit. We got a solid business plan going. I think we're going to be ready to rock. All right. Let's get these papers signed and right. uh, we'll get us moved out. And All right. Sounds well, great. thank you for the, uh, the, the you know, hostile takeover. Yeah, well, thank you. I think this has been a great time. And I, uh, I think I'm going to go this. It's been fun. It's been good. we talked to some human beings. And uh, it's a real connection. This has been good. Right, well, maybe I'll see you in the real world in the next couple of weeks. Months. Yep, we'll maybe. see. Maybe. Take care, bud. Let me try something. We wish to try. Forget this. We come in peace on behalf of President Jefferson. Thank you for listening. Please visit sourceindustries.com. Goodbye.